find a, a new one. Uh, there we go. Sam Parker. And later in about 20, 30 minutes, Jake Shields on the show to ban the defamation league or they call themselves the anti-defamation league the defamation league the defamation league it is a defamation have you been defamed by them yet (laughs) (laughs) well i soon will be if i haven't i'm quite sure i've i've been sort of near the top of the list of the ringleaders i suppose bottom of the top of the list but uh bottom of the top of the list there you go well yeah they've been harassing me since i was in my 20s doing write-ups and Mm -hmm. this is what they do they use identity politics as a weapon because they know there's nothing worse in the world than to be accused of being racist, being or I don't know if it's race or not, but like anti-Semitic. There's nothing what's, worse. Than yeah, that. what's the it's anti-Semitic? I think is worse than racist, right? Uh, but I'm not sure fascist is ra- is worse than racist. I think maybe racist is worse than fascist. Is that? I don't know. Maybe if you if you get called that way, you're doing the OK symbol and drinking a bottle of milk. Who knows? But this is what they do: is they just it's kind of like accusing somebody of rape it doesn't matter if they get acquitted their reputation is destroyed based on accusation alone exactly and and apparently they have they have assaulted about 60 percent of the ad revenue the major donors the major uh not donors but major um advertisers on twitter or x let's just call it x and the only reason that twitter can stay afloat is because of East Asia, because it doesn't work over over here. I, mean, I heard Korea, that on a Spaces last night. It might have been the same one you were in. I don't. I wasn't in the space. I just saw Elon say it. He tweeted yeah. it. He goes, "We're afloat because of East Asia, where they're less effective." So here, I hope they don't start building defamation offices over here to be like, "Anti-Semite." But that works in the West. Accusations of racism. You think about a politician, Obama, Biden, whoever. You could go over to say, "I don't know." libya hypothetically and just blow it up and murder hundreds of thousands of black and brown people and that's okay but if you ever said the n-word oh you're dead <laughs> you would never be elected you'd be thrown like, out you of can't even say it if you're describing the n-word like you're right. not even you're i'm just like was it papa john's the pizza guy you know papa john he he, he said the n-word on a, like a conference call or something uh just as, as a way of describing it and the- shout out <laughs> papa john's by papa. the way just for no reason <laughs> well it's some k-pop k-pop john's i guess I maybe it's twice or something but um yeah yeah exactly uh women if you eat papa john's you turn K-pop. out just like K-pop that papa john's. That's objective fact <laughs> i just happened to have that yesterday they got they got, they got goy slop in in korea yeah well papa john's is uh it's you know most pizzas are pizza and they have the better sauce so they have that like jalapeno sauce i like i like their garlic dipping sauce i haven't had it in years because i don't really eat uh commercial you know pizza anymore much but right that was good stuff i needed something to feed three kids real fast so pizza. Uh, I remember that was all the rage in boarding school if you could order papa john's or chinese food you could get like compared to the uh the slop in the cafe that was the winner <laughs> it was like, Ooh, oh for sure food. mba school we lived on pizza i mean our, our first week at mba school during orientation they said get used to pizza and yeah they fed us all the time and it was either pizza hut or Domino's, just all the time just a steady stream the it's guy great. in japan that invented instant ramen um they calculated he saved some eight million lives or something really 
Yeah, now I don't mean like college kids eating ramen, but I mean like there were there's some places in Bangladesh and stuff and like where ramen was the difference. Wow, Cheap the cal- just the calories yeah. between death and life, huh? Yeah. That's um, crazy. that guy wow. just passed away like five or six years ago. The guy that invented instant ramen. He should have a statue. He invented instant ramen. <laughs> but yeah, the advertisement uh, attack doesn't work in East Asia. The biggest social media platform in Japan is X or Twitter. And they had some good news yesterday. They caught that little Johnny Somali asshole that was running around harassing Japanese people. He finally tried that in Osaka and ended up uh, ended up in police custody almost immediately. And that's something that needs to happen too, since that that doesn't get censored. The ADL will run around you know anything critical of israel they will equivocate to oh you hate the jews you dirty anti-semite and censor it but what's happening on kick and youtube especially they will not censor somebody who's just an absolute ass clown so you had that guy in britain that was just walking into people's houses and stuff and Mm -hmm. the inside of someone's house or just doing leapfrog on a stranger because it gets clicks and so they're getting you know attention at the public's expense being a menace and logan paul did that came over to japan filmed dead bodies played football inside of stores and stuff knocking everything over and all like (laughs) and they thought that was hilarious and they what they've done is they've monetized being a jerk and that's okay you know that's that's within the rules or whatever but if i said palestinians are people well damn you got to get rid of that and the main culprit there's a lot of uh israeli affiliate groups but the biggest flagship is the anti-defamation league and they've smeared so many people and censored so many people ruined lives ruined careers and the fact that they're trying to broken the law while they're doing it too it's they're not just they like their defenders like to get out there and say oh they're just exercising their first amendment rights to organize to redress for grievances to petition and lobby They, they what they do goes way beyond speech way beyond uh petitioning and lobbying way beyond right how many other lobbyists well, do you know uh share like you said share offices with the fbi and train every fbi agent and get busted you know for illegally stealing police files and and you know i mean these these are criminals they get given awards to mobsters in the past right yeah if you listen if you look at the screen there's the fbi files reveal adl long history of spying on peace and pro-palestinian arab diplomat groups they've also caught spying on the san francisco police department uh, they so it's not only that they defame people it's not just the defamation they're an active spy organization for a foreign state they gave an award to barry kusher the lawyer they got the sweetheart deal for Jeffrey Epstein and the ADL said, I believe Ann Coulter had it written down, is quoted. It, they gave him the Judas Priest Award saying, Yeah, this upholds the founding principles of the ADL. And I'm thinking, Yeah, it does. A serial pedophile. Yeah. And they were founded to defend the chapter president of Benign Breath, Leo Frank, who raped and murdered a 13 year old girl who he had illegally hired at his pencil factory with the rest of the child labor. And there's a larger point here. Their tribalism, right? Their in-group preference tribalism was more important to them than right and wrong, was more important than justice. And those roots, those are the roots of their organization. And we see those roots today. Their tribalism and their in-group preference is more important to them than the truth and what's right and wrong. It's Jewish supremacy, and they cannot seem to separate 
their ideology, which I don't think is biological, but that to them, it's it's those are interchangeable things. They can't separate their ideology of Jewish supremacy from the religion, Judaism, or just being Jewish. Because yeah. a lot of Jews that don't that are not ADL or aren't Zionists don't want to go move into somebody's living room or whatever. And so I have a little small clip from Jonathan Greenblatt on kvetching on the uh, mass media about how, oh, we're just a small organization in New York. And I'm like, well, if you're going to criticize the Jews, like, so he, he was like, wait a minute, are you a small organization in New York? Or are you like the sole representative of all things Jewish? Because that's what it seems like. Because anytime someone criticizes you, they're not criticizing you for being an asshole. They're criticizing all the Jews in the world because you're Jewish. And that you think it's the same thing. That's racist. Here he is. <laughs> Threats and frivolous lawsuits, they don't scare us. And you know, you, like you said, Elon Musk truly is the wealthiest man in the world. He's one of the most brilliant innovators of our time. He controls one of the most powerful media platforms on the planet. We're just a small nonprofit. So blaming the Jews, if you will, that's classic scapegoating. It's not what happened here, but we won't stop, you know, fighting all forms. Of so blaming the Jews He's a in your own soccer. sentence. Yeah. 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 He's waving his hands around. Yeah. yeah. You just said, we're just a small nonprofit. We're not the Jews, but blaming the Jews. <laughs> hey, pick one, buddy. No, it's, it's crazy. There's so many points to be made here. When, when one of them is attacked or criticized or called out for any reason whatsoever immediately they band together and it's anti-semitism they're defended as a group even when the attack is on an individual and their jewishness isn't even raised but when they do something offensive or do break the law or you know something worthy of criticism it was just an individual doesn't represent all jews but if you attack him he represents all jews here right they're a representative of all jews when they're being attacked when they're the ones doing the attacking they're just an individual yeah, right. and for well, they'll maybe they thought it was an Egyptian ship. RM Jimzu sends in five and says, When you say the N word to someone, all you've done is make me say it in my head. Sorry. Myron Stein sends five and says, Fuck Lincoln with a bell. <laughs> Every single show, somebody bashes on Lincoln. I love it. It doesn't matter what the topic is, it's just that, just throw that in there. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what, Abraham Lincoln had some great jokes, though. I have a book of little stories and anecdotes and jokes that he told. It's pretty good. Pretty witty guy. Yeah, McClellan was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used to do joke books back in the 1850s and 60s. That was all the rage. It's, you know, printed anything was sort of highbrow mm -hmm. and they'd do go read and you'd had to read out loud if you're reading a book reading in your head was rude they go read and you know somewhere in the back of the cabin these these saucy jokes and i don't know it's like the crank phone calls in the 90s or something <laughs> all the rage but yeah i'm not gonna say anything positive about lincoln i think all his jokes sucked because he was the one saying them <laughs> <laughs> he wore a top hat to hide his horns he would say they would love Lincoln at the ADL because he's the original neocon that closed down all the papers. He said oh, only the papers favorable to the state will be allowed to get to speak or write. And, you know, anybody critic 
skeptical of me or my war, my profiteering with the railroads or any of that, well, we'll just shut you down. And they went in and arrested legislators in Maryland and threw judges in jail and dissidents in jail. So that's very ADL-like because they want to shut down anybody critical of their aims. And then, of course, since they've self-identified as the Jews, if you're critical of their aims, that means you hate Jews, which makes you a dirty anti-Semite. And they know because it works if you call someone anti-Semitic. The easiest thing for advertisers, payment processors, social media, whatever, is just get rid of the person and not deal with the headache because they're thinking, well, do I side with with Ryan Dawson or Adam Green or Keith Woods or Jeremy McKenzie or this guy, just some guy or the ADL, which, you know, has got millions of dollars in backers in a foreign state and all these other affiliate organizations and sharing offices with the FBI. Oh, they're going to side with the with them. It's because it's a lot easier to just go up. Oh, sorry, hate speech. Boom, you're out of here. Yeah, it's just a head. Like whether they, even if they don't think you did anything wrong, they it could lead to headaches for them that they don't want. Why do I want headaches? I, if if you're if you're running a company, managing a lot of people, you know, I don't. I want less headaches, not more. No offense, right? Mm-hmm. I just I don't need more headaches because that's what I deal with all the time. You know, it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of this ban the ADL hashtag in this movement over the last few days because, you know, what is about a month or two ago, Elon came out and said that if anybody loses their job as a re- result of anything they said or liked on Twitter, that he that Twitter would cover their legal bills. And and I'm wondering, you know, if if there will, will be. Any- Wasn't that over a post of George Fentanyl? What's that? Like some some girl liked a post that was critical of George Floyd, St. Floyd, uh, whatever. And uh, that's uh, somewhere on Twitter years ago, she liked something or shared something. And they found that and like, oh, we're going to take your job away. For uh, We don't like your politics. Out of here. Yeah. It's guilt by association. So, you better have all the right stuff on Facebook and uh, and Twitter or you'll lose your job. It is always the left. No one's ever been favored uh, from the right who uh, don't know they've fired anybody that's, you know, for having a leftist position. No, you know, it's 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 really weaponized hypocrisy because the left uh, expects uh, us to hold uphold our standards and they and then we don't expect that they'll up. You know, they don't have to follow by their rules, but we have to follow by ours. And so they weaponize. They know that. And so they'll they'll act hypocritically, knowing that we won't do anything about it while preaching rules for the we'll follow because we don't want to be hypocrites. So they weaponize the they weaponize the hypocrisy and use that against us. But, you know, there's been, you know, probably tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of likes and retweets and hundreds of thousands of tweets uh, since last Thursday, since this erupted. That's a lot of people. And, you know, there's some leftist out there, you know, you know, setting the ADL aside, who's going to try to get its pound of flesh somehow, some way. Uh, some leftist out there is, is is licking their chops, you know, wanting to move in for the kill on on some poor sucker on Twitter who liked or retweeted ban the ADL. And it's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, that happens. And if it does, if Elon steps into the breach like, that's the um, only reason it wasn't bigger than it was people were like well i totally agree with this but i don't want to share it or participate because then they'll come after me you know thursday afternoon when we got it trending it started trending at about uh 
I sent out my first tweet at 2.51 p.m. on Thursday, and it, we reached number one at 14.6 thousand tweets by something like 4.24 p.m. It was not even two hours later. And, and it just took off the rest of the day. It just took off like wildfire. And then in the middle of the night, early morning, Elon uh, finally responded to Keith Woods, right? And at that point, we were at about 60,000 tweets. And almost no major accounts. Jake Shields had obviously had, who's going to be coming on later, had been tweeting about it. Elijah Schaefer had been tweeting about it. Uh, those might have been the two largest accounts tweeting about it. And my most successful tweet of the night was a meme that labeled a bunch of big far, a big right accounts, big con uh, conservative accounts who were remaining silent. Here we had the number one trending topic on Twitter. And all these large uh, right side accounts yeah. were silent. And I called them out. I retweeted that tweet and, of yours. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Charlie Kirk yeah. and all these people. How come you're not touching they didn't this? Touch it. And then Elon spoke up. Not with a six night. million foot pole. Yeah. They wouldn't get near that. And it was like, oh, because, you know, that's exactly what it, that joke I just made. Like, that's what it is. Like, oh, I don't want to say something bad about the ADL. Then you're yeah. Hitler. I mean, that's just what a canard. But that's what it is. There are a bunch of like medium-ish like Keith Woods has like 50,000. I have like 60 something thousand. There's a whole bunch of and JF Garpley, like these 40, 50, 60,000. Yeah, a lot of those were, Lucas Gage, were tweeting it 60, out, uh, but yeah. not the like hundreds of thousand or nope. million type people didn't get this into it. This was totally grassroots. We couldn't have done it without everybody watching right here. Totally, absolutely gra grassroots. Exactly. The, but I mean, the ground was prepared, right? It's This has been simmering for a while, people are tired of the throttling and the censorship. And now that Twitter is doing the ad, you know, the ad revenue sharing and the monetization, it's hitting people in the pocketbook. Now it's hitting everybody in the pocketbook, even people who aren't being censored, it's hitting them in the pocketbook, because ad revenues are down. And that means the dispersal amounts are down. So even if you're not being throttled and censored, it's hurting you. Everybody's being hurt by the ADL's uh, boycott campaign and the and the ADL. I think that's why my ad revenue was higher than people with like equivalent followings, is because I'm in Korea and most of my ads are in Korean, mm. so I didn't bother. Okay, it. good for you. That could be the reason. It might not. I mean, yeah. most I had a lot sub. My ratio for subs is higher, mm -hmm. but um, I only had monetization for like four days, mm -hmm. and you know, pulled in like 900 bucks, which on Twitter is a lot. And it's like, well, awesome. But it's imagine that would just be everywhere. If uh, the ADL weren't, wasn't banning 60% of the ad revenue, but it's more like 90% of the ad revenue in the West. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of, there has been a lot of simmering dissatisfaction with the ADL, with the censorship, with being called anti, uh, uh, with being treated, you know, with all the anti-white hatred, frankly, the anti-white hatred and bigotry and the anti-christian it's on their website you know? yes it's it's very it's very obvious i was reading an article today ryan where it was from 2019 that, <clears throat> that observed there had been 40 i think 45,000 articles mentioning white nationalism or white supremacy and over two-thirds of them <clears throat> quoted the adl as one of their sources for their articles and, and, and this was like a 1,500% increase over the year before. So over the last 10 years, the ADL has, five years even, the ADL has massively ramped up its anti-white and anti-Christian rhetoric, right? And I hear they are with the FBI. The one dot that maybe one of your members has is brought forward with the one dot that we might have 
so that we can disrupt the attack. So the eyes and ears part is huge. Well, I know many of us, you know, we look at the IMA bombing in uh, Argentina or even the bombing in Oklahoma City. We worry about this lone threat, whether it's Iranian sleeper agents or domestic extremists. And when we've had so many um, issues on a day-to-day basis, it is the FBI that works directly with the ADL every day. And we could not do our job, if you will, of of fighting anti-Semitism without them doing their job of protecting our community. So, Director Ray, we are we are in your we we really really have the deepest appreciation for you and all of your professionals. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for what you. Do. Ryan, you know I've watched that clip. Do you, do you, have you ever had a meeting with Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI? I haven't. No, you know I've seen that clip many times now, but you know what? I caught something this time that for whatever reason I haven't caught before, and that is he says, "Without the FBI, we couldn't do our job," and I'm. And it just occurred to me this time, I'm like, wait a sec, the FBI is aiding the ADL? That's backwards. That's backwards, right? Like, the FBI is the entity that is supposed to... He's speaking in code. Yeah, right? He says to fight anti-Semitism, but it's like, without the FBI, we couldn't do our job of censoring everything critical of Israel and getting rid of political dissidents. So who's wearing the pants in this whole relationship? You can totally tell everything in that clip screams that Ray is completely beholden to Jonathan Greenblatt and the ADL. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Nobody elected them. Nobody elected them. And and by the way, uh, you know, the ADL has been bragging about this for years. Raise your hand if you think the FBI is better now than it was 10 years ago, you know, or 15 years ago before the ADL was offering this full training to all the agents. Like, has the FBI demonstrably better or worse since the ADL got involved? Yeah, and then they have these Twitter files and they show the spooks were all over the mm-hmm. place, including the DHS and FBI and they're beholden to the ADL. We just got a rather Chad donation of 109 109, huh? It I guess says, kind of pessimistic. Did, did, make it 110, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> 109. Can I get 110 <laughs> from somebody out there? Help my buddy Ryan out. So can you get 110, please? So did the ADL and all the Zionist agencies in the United States always have ties to intelligence and the mob organizations? Were there ever, was there ever a time when the criminal element in the U.S. was separate from dim boys? <laughs> You know, Whitney Webb, if anybody follows Whitney Webb, she wrote a book. No, fuck uh, her. She's a plagiarist that stole all my stuff. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> let me just... Apparently, the intelligence community started reaching out to the mob in the 20s, right? And maybe it goes back before that. But that's when they started becoming bedfellows back in the 20s. And it's and then it accelerated during World War II, and it's just grown from there, right? So, good point. Yeah, it's all in my new mech film. That's where she got it from. That's a good film, by the way. If you guys haven't watched this new mech film, give it a, give it a watch. I've boosted that myself on Twitter several times. The relationship with the mob goes back before there was a CIA, before there was an OSS. Right. And it's a head in a hand and glove relationship for a long time, but especially after World War II, because it's it, with the Italian mob in particular. They they backed rival factions to Mussolini, which included like the Giovese syndicate and stuff. And they ended up in charge, becoming mayors and governors and things in Sicily. Doug Valentine's written extensively on this. You should get his books. And so the Italian and the Jewish organized crime organizations end up with foreign support because large factions in Italy, Sicily in particular, and of course the state of Israel back these criminals but the whole state of israel is birthed from organized crime that's right 
the people from the Sonborn Institute and the Jewish agency end up becoming the government of Israel. Terrorists. And they Literal never terrorists. said that. Yes, terrorist organizations. And Menachem Begin, yeah. yeah, blew up hotels, bombed an embassy, sank the SS Patria with over a thousand people and on it, have killed 55 those British sailors. The USS oh, well, yeah, on onward as a state, they did the same thing. Well, they weren't able to sink it, but they attacked the USS Liberty, killed 35 sailors, tried to blame it on Egypt. <laughs> it's just, it's never <laughs> the Kennedys. Well, yeah, both of them. They killed JFK, they killed RFK, and then RFK Jr. is out there with Israeli flag. Well, I mean, that's obvious, right? He's obviously cut a deal. People, he's never run for anything before, ever, right? And it's been obvious why he hasn't, right? He's had many opportunities in the past. He's even said he had an opportunity to become uh, the senator for the state of New York, and, and I think he may be even governor. He declined every time. He stayed, he's like, that's not really my thing. I've decided to go a different direction. Now, all of a sudden, he's running for president, and he's back in Israel, and he's thrown all the shade towards the CIA, right? So I think it, to me, it's pretty clear that, you know, there's some explicit or at least implicit deal here, you know, protection, right? That he's... I think he got interested in, in running because of COVID. I mean, he it, that's not fake. He's really passionate about oh, absolutely. The, that. Yeah. And I'm hey, I'm with him on yes. that. But dude, it was sad to see him quoting Frank Luntz, essentially, in his interview. And just, they, I think what happened is they, they went after him for supporting Roger Water. Roger Water, Pink Floyd, is awesome. And the ADL... Starts calling Roger Waters anti-Semitic. Yeah. Why? Because he's critical of Israel. But what do they do? They took video of his stage performance where he's a dictator for the song Brick in the right. Wall with the hammers. He's got, go, oh, he's he's got a bunch of different symbols in, in that imagery, right? Well, he's been doing yeah. it for 30 years and is an anti-dictatorship. I mean, that's the whole point of it is of, you know, of indoctrination through education. Da, 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 da. I mean, listen to the lyrics and, and then. They just decided suddenly, oh, you know what? He He's like glorifying Hitler. Look at him. He's got an armband and everything. <laughs> like, Yeah, he's portraying a dictator as a bad thing. Dope. It's not anti-Semitic. But their definition of anti-Semitism is, you know, why, why can't we just shoot Palestinian babies? In fact, I made a onesie. It's one of our one of our top sellers here. We show everybody. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what was the poor, that poor girl's name that that got bulldozed and they did the media just Rachel Corey gosh, and they didn't even cover it. Don't bulldoze me. Now I'm not saying you should get in front of a bulldozer, but I mean, come on. She didn't. That's not what happened. What happened was she was. Uh, I have a letter from her parents. I have photographs of this stuff. She was on had a bullhorn trying to protect a doctor's house, Palestinian uh, doctor. And what they did is the the bulldozer went and scooped up debris uh, and made her fall and then dumped it on her. And she, then it ran over her, her legs. And so she's screaming and all. And then it backed up and ran over her again. And she's wearing it's in the daytime with a bright orange vest and a bullhorn. But the it's an armored bulldozer. And they knocked it. It picked up all this debris. You know, and uh, she was she was here. It was here. It, it scooped everything up and knocked her down. And then it dumped it on her and ran over her twice. And they killed a British journalist right after that. Just shot him in the head. And the irony is he was doing a 
documentary where he was going to be embedded in the West Bank on the Palestine side and then go over and do the Israeli side. But he never made it out of the Palestinian side. They shot him. Only one side fears the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime some Westerner goes over the camera, it, it's like John Merchheimer was talking to Grant Smith one time and he, he was saying it's worse than you think. If I went over there and they killed me just because it's me and nothing would happen. An American, you could go there and try to, you know, do journalism and they just shoot you. Okay. You, will the American press say anything about it? No. If anything, British they'll press, spin no. the story into Israel defending themselves and uh, you evangelicals need to send more money to Israel. And they'll yeah, just use it's it just, you know, you're, you're a human shield. Yeah. <laughs> or something like. Netanyahu could get on stage and eat a baby and they would blame the baby. Well, those are Jewish values too, right? Or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, there is some twisted stuff in all the holy books if you take them literally. But yeah, it's just, it's, they do rip off the piece of, uh, the, they rip off foreskin with their mouths. It's that was just like, this is sort of an extreme version of it, but this was a normal practice for a long time. But the Hasidic Jews in New York were still doing it the old way, tearing off. Why the hell would you chop off a piece of a baby's penis is beyond me, but something God said so or whatever. They go and bite it off. And some of these rabbis had herpes. So they infected all these male children with herpes because they were penis biting. And the parents just let them do this. They hand their baby over to this weird monster that bites a piece of skin off his penis and gives them herpes. It's like, man, that's this full clown right there. You know, this is what an are important, you doing? This is, an, sick ritual. this is an important point because listen. I've had this discussion with people before and they're like, well, you know what? That's only a very, very small portion of the Jews. Very small, uh, you know, small percentage. Okay. It shouldn't happen it at should, all. Like what? I mean, okay, should. you cut it off with a knife. Yeah. I don't think that it should happen different? at all. But here's, here's the larger yeah. point I wanted to make. None of the rest of the Jewish community has spoken out about it or denounced it. Right. They yeah. protect themselves. So they hide behind. Well, that's not all Jews, but then all Jews defend them. Right. Well, you know, not all Jews that, but all Jews defend them or just don't say anything. Right. And, you know, Luke, here, here, I think we got the champ is here. Oh, is Jake on? He's getting ready to be when I hit this we were, button. We were DMing a little bit earlier. Hey, there he is. Boom, the, the champ is here. He looks frozen. Uh, I think oh, there it is. There it is. Nice there Jake Shields, good to meet you, man. You put him in the middle, though. That guy deserves to be in the middle here. Let's, all right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, center stage. There you go. It's like yeah. <laughs> now we we got a group. Uh, Trump might call us the very. This is what his people. opponents see when they fight him. <laughs> yeah, just looking up. Oh crap! Now <laughs> uh, they probably just see the lights dim out. I think he got a lot of wins from rear naked choke, but I guess he'll be back in a second. He's gonna move. Um. That was exciting. Just Jake Shields came in, smiled, there, said one there thing. There was. There was. <laughs> <Here he> <laughs> now, now I'm on. <laughs> What's there up, guys? There he is. Yeah. That's up. We got. We have the best people Good now. Good to see right? you, Jake. How you, guys, how you guys doing? <laughs> good, man. Good. We're we're good. We're bashing the ADL. Yeah, good. Of course, you know they're just a small nonprofit out of New York. Yeah, I just saw that. It's uh you know, it's interesting to see, you know, how many people uh, also don't like the ADL. That was interesting to see. I know it's an organization that I don't like. And it was cool to see it just blow up, you know, out of nowhere to get that, uh, get that trending to number one in the U.S. for several days. 
Well, you were one of the largest accounts that got in there yes. early and had the balls to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I was a little disappointed that no other bigger accounts jumped into what two days or so. I think till it was trending number one. It was, it was late wrong. the second day. Like I think Poso jumped in somewhere around noon, and then mm -hmm. a couple other guys later in the afternoon, and then and then the tidal wave started. But even after Elon weighed in, it was still mm -hmm. several hours before any of the large accounts would mention yeah. anything. I think they were people were furiously DMing and calling and you know, hey, is it okay for us to talk about this or not? What do you think? You know, I think they're, you know, they say that we were the ones coordinating and conspiring, but I think if yeah. there was any conspiring, yeah. it was on, on their side, hey, should we say anything or not? And they can ask their managers yeah. if this is exactly. okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, it was kind of cool. It was really complete grassroots. You know, I just saw um, Keith Woods, who I don't even know, never met the guy, wasn't even following him, sent some tweet, you know, with the hashtag ban the ADL. And I have my disdain too. So I put uh, put the thing, the, the picture I saw, I said, hey, let's get this hashtag rolling. And then Within a few minutes, it was just everywhere. I was like, oh, crap. And then probably within an hour, it was like trending. And then two, three hours of trending, maybe less trending number one in the U.S. I'm like, wow, it shows a few, uh, yeah. you know, I'm a largest count, but not like massive. And you guys are, are you know, medium, what, three other medium-sized counts, I think, were, were the only people that were uh, jumping in. It was just regular people. It just shows Yeah, up. I think Keith had about 60. Lucas had about 60. I only had like 25. And, mm -hmm. and Ryan jumped on at some point there. He's got like 60 or 70. And, and then you came on and Elijah Schaefer and just you two guys just put it over the top and then the grassroots like you said a true grassroots right yeah i saw jake's like the minute he posted it and i was like oh i'm on and i posted like 50 <laughs> of them i posted it i did a woodshed of them back in 2019 where i went through the whole history mm -hmm. i made the azl the anti-zionist league and went over the whole history with leo frank and mary fagan and all that i think i'd given that to jake in the past and then, so when I saw that, I go, oh, well, I have a, I have like a folder of ADL stuff. <laughs> Let's yeah, go like through. It's, it's exciting because I've been, I've been banned on Twitter forever. And uh, I was like, oh, wait, I can actually do this now. I forget sometimes like, oh, you're allowed to talk now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah he sent me a DM and said, hey, we're going to get, we're going to, I had sent out a, a tweet, you know, bashing the ADL and he, and he DM'd me saying, hey, uh, Put the hashtag ban the ADL on your ADL tweets. I'm like, okay. And then like a minute later, I got a DM from Lucas and he's like, Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get banned the ADL to trend. Yeah. Start throwing out whatever you got. And so I went into my folder and I just was looking for stuff and I just started chucking it. I just started yeah. chucking. You know, there are people who are banned because of the ADL who are who were using their telegram to get all their followers to go in and hashtag ban the ADL because they couldn't even get on and do it because they're still not on yeah. Twitter. Nick Fuentes, you know, he joined in at some point. What's that? I said Nick Fuentes did that. He threw he oh, yeah. put that out on Telegram. Yeah. That that helped too. But yeah. He's got a following. <laughs> yeah. But, but Jake, dude, you were you were on fire last Thursday night, man. I mean, just every post was just I mean, it was hitting hard, no pun intended. I mean, just yeah. His posts no, were hitting just, hard. Yeah. It just, it's insane to me there's such a powerful organization with so like obviously racist they are you know there's a lot of yeah. as i started digging i was seeing there's a lot more but just the clear racism and censorship they're pushing that was the big one that bothered me and there's obviously you know the origins with the with the pedo and stuff but then as i started digging i started seeing all the mafia ties which I haven't even tweeted about that yet <laughs> that's kind of a i need to do a little more research on that but it seems like they're heavy level well, hank greenspun yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they've they've given awards to mobsters and the pedophiles, it wasn't just protecting Leo Frank. It's it's Barry Kersher, Alan Dershowitz, like all these weirdos involved in Epstein, like one degree from Epstein. They're all getting awards from the ADL. Why? Like that, of all the people in the world you could hand an award to, and that's who you're going to choose?
Yeah. No, I saw like the people that disgusting um, the gangsters that funded Las Vegas were heavily involved in the ADL. You know, everyone thinks the Vegas was funded on um, on Italian mafia, but it seemed like it was more Jewish mafia. So I started digging. I was like, interesting. And then I just went to the mob museum yeah. and you see all these names and you start looking them up, start Googling them. Flamingo like, Hotel. See if they were Italian mafia or not. As it turns out, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, Meyer Lansky. Yeah, the Petita was like, family married into it. Wasn't Meyer Lansky the most <laughs> the guy powerful guy, Ryan? Wasn't he like the, at one point uh, the most powerful guy in the Italian mafia? Meyer Lansky is uh, sort of the center of the spider web, mm-hmm. but you know they don't have power alone. Lansky was more of the brains mm-hmm. for Lucky Luciano. And yeah, he he made a lot of money in real estate scams in Florida and he seems to be involved in everything, but everything would go through Lansky, mm-hmm. but the ADL got money. Oh, the Ergun terrorists like Mickey Cohen gave a million dollars, which back then is an enormous sum of money wow. to the founding of the state of Israel. And prior to be co- being called the ADL, they had Benai breath. And prior to that, it was just like the Zionist organizations that were global and they would have these Zionist pressure groups. But now they're officially the anti-defamation league. It reminds me like Antifa. Antifa is not anti-fascist. It's just a terrorist organization for weaklings. And it's like they have anti in the name. And that was one of the best things Elon did is said, just drop the A. Your defamation league. I, if you were, if you Google my name in ADL, you'll see the hit piece they did calling me uh because I had a I did a movie about September 11th, and there's one sentence in this three-hour film where I'm talking about a Zionist cabal referring to the Office of Special Plans, and they're like, "This is an anti-Jewish conspiracy." <laughs> I was like, "What are you worried about? It's this. It does implicate the state of Israel, but you know, when anytime Israel does something wrong, hey, that's not all Jews. But if they do something right, well, that's that's because they're Jewish, and they call themselves a Jewish state. So, wow." can't criticize a state uh, because that's equivalent to criticizing an ethnic group. Yeah. They've done a great and, job. Unless it's a white, unless it's a white majority, they're openly stating on their website, all this anti-white rhetoric, mm-hmm. which is racist. And apparently that doesn't count. You know, yeah, earlier I've seen, I've seen Mr. Shields with that too. He's saying, look at the, he's screenshotting things from the ADL of all this anti-white good rhetoric. Morning. What was the good morning one you had today, Jake? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that was actually, I don't know if it was a website or not. So I saw someone else post that. So most of the stuff I pulled directly from the website. So I'm sure it's real. That one, I'm not even sure if it was real or not, but it might be. It said good GM is like, uh, GM means, uh, what, what did it say? Good Messiah. It's a racist thing. It's just Yeah, so the great absurd. Messiah or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are the numbers? <laughs> Isn't it like 30 or something numbers they say is white supremacist? It's just, yeah. they overplayed their, their hand you know they push it so far and so ridiculous and no one's pushed back everyone's been too scared of them so they've gotten away with it but it's uh time to push back you know and still a, they have a lot of power you ever played the game mm-hmm. blank is racist you can put on google peanut butter and jelly is racist yeah. there's an article about yeah, it be, milk is racist yeah. there's an article about it no, like you can go okay okay is racist like give me a fucking break it's like they take it they pushed it way too far and i'm sick of it and i think a lot of people are sick of it and we need to push back and they clearly have a lot of power. So it's not going to be an easy fight. We got to start pushing back on these people. Now, Jake, we were talking earlier about people who, who perhaps through this movement that we started uh, might lose their jobs or get their employment damaged. And I think you have already experienced that. Is that something that you'd like to share uh, with us or like what's going oh, no, on? No, I haven't. Uh, I have, I've had them make some threats and stuff of employment, but uh-huh. so far, uh, so far, I've had no issues. I think, you know, I'm self-employed. I do do business with other people, and I do do business with Jewish people. And I've been a, 
I've also tried to make it very clear that I'm not targeting Jewish people. I'm targeting the ADL. You know, I haven't even targeted Israel. I haven't done enough research on that. It's just the ADL, the mafia. You know, I'm not going to let someone go and say anti-white things, try to censor me and do this. Me attacking them is not an attack on the Jewish people. I think, you know, unfortunately, we need to make that clear because there are some people that try to jump again, try to blame all Jews. I think that's completely stupid and childish. It's like the people that try blaming white people for uh, for slavery or blaming white people for, for whatever. You know, you, you can't blame a whole race of people. And I think some people have taken it too far when they start being like, oh, Jews this, Jews that. It's like, OK, maybe there's a power structure issue. and Maybe there are some powerful Jews that are doing some terrible things. But to blame all Jews is ridiculous. You know, a couple of my best friends are... Uh, jewish i do business yeah. with some jewish people i mean like i said it's sad that you have to explain that right, but you do because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've done such a good someone job did send a 110 we had 109 earlier 110 them guys only jump in because the communities were called out whoever does it 110 do it again fuck lincoln with the samson option <laughs> mosey seven something says sent 21 and says so is it an accurate statement that our government is essentially subverted by a parasitic criminal terrorist that only advocate for the interests of a foreign state of an expense of the u.s uh that's a good way of putting it and then somebody called dodge shit poster 69 says the adl should change its name to at null destruction league 109 dildos can't be that bad <laughs> god my chat red pill three says uh bankrupt the adl that needs to get number one on x the thing is i feel like they're suppressing the hashtags because people are still hashtagging ban the adl i saw it at two hundred thousand. i don't know if that's when they just said all right get rid of this but the hashtag whatever doesn't work anymore it clearly and, and look this isn't elon he's got employees somebody's got in there and said we can't allow this it might have been Greenblatt calling linda for all we know or linda doing it on her own or or somebody else or some fed you know well, linda was praising the ajc or the the american jewish committee which has nothing to do with jews it's just another pro-israel mobster fucking smear organization and i'm like god this is the frog and the scorpion you know why'd you sting me what'd you expect all they do ever is lie to people and protect criminals and there's this long history of this there's spying on the united states spying on police departments i showed that graphic earlier they've been sued they've lost and they just keep at it they keep getting money and they keep smearing people and this is the flagship of censorship yeah when they say all oh, the fbi was on facebook the fbi was in twitter I'm like when the fbi is answering to the adl we just showed a video of christopher ray talking to jonathan greenblatt mm-hmm. we couldn't do our job if you didn't do yours what's your job yeah this is stuff <laughs> i stumbled across too the fbi trick or adl it was the fbi one of them uh tweeted out how they're they're training all the fbi officers why is the adl training our fbi you know they represent israel not america and they're training our you know, clearly they hate white people. This probably shows you all the anti-white uh, rhetoric coming out of the FBI. You see this, and it's you know it's pure insanity. Yeah, I like your Japanese uh, painting there. Oh, thank you. Like the head. <laughs> yeah, you're out in Japan. Yeah, I've, I've been to Japan like ten times myself. I love it out there. Are you we still? Yeah, we had earlier, some fights in Saitama. We were just talking earlier about how Japan is what's keeping Twitter afloat uh, because Twitter is the number one uh, social media platform out there. And apparently, uh, the the revenue from Japan is what's it's it's what's been saving Elon against this uh, ADL boycott. This is what Elon said. It was well, East Asia, which is mostly Japan, probably Japan, Japan Korea, Korea the, maybe um, Taiwan. Yeah, somewhat, but but it's like yeah, that that's where the the kvetching and screeching is less effective because they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like well, whatever. That's ridiculous. 
which is what any company ought to do. But, oh, you'll lose your ESG score if you don't do that. They'll accuse you of not being diverse enough or something. It's just, mm-hmm. Why Why would it even matter? Like, who sits Who sits there and just count? Like, let's, let's uh, what, who was it? Bill Hicks, you know, like, out stupid the stupid, just go more evangelical than them. All right, well, how many people are left-handed and have green eyes and just keep making no, more and more divisions? Of categories <laughs> to see how ridiculous we can get it to go. Well, you know, with all the they genetic engineering that we have now, and you know, they sequenced the human genome and they've sequenced genes, and now they're getting down to where they can look at one base pair in a gene and see variants, a, a single nucleotide polymorphism, it's called, you know, one base pair difference in a gene. Like, how far down are we gonna go? with the, you know, with the cis, the trans, the this, the that, like, I am this gene variant. I'm that gene variant. I mean, like total clownness, but hey, why not? I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were talking about a cure for gingers, but <laughs> I guess we'll just, <laughs> just let them go free range. That identitarian nonsense is part and parcel with this stuff. That's why Greenblatt sees himself as the Jews is because they think collectively. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people on the left, uh, like, like Jake brought up the example, instead of blaming slavery on power, which is the only reason anybody enslaved anybody is because it's free labor. Why wouldn't you, if you could, had nothing to do with race. Uh, Historically, it was almost impossible to go to another continent and get people. So people just enslaved whoever's next to them. But they, they act like it's some biological teleology instead of just something that a government did. But a leftist doesn't think like that. They look and go, well, in this particular time period, in this particular part of the world, whites enslaved blacks. And so it's somehow part of their whiteness that they behave that way. Like, really? Was that the Irish doing that? Was that the Polish doing that? Was it all the whites doing that? And even when it is the dumbest thing, but they do this while they come up with stuff like the wage gap between men and women. Mm-hmm. They just look on average, men earn more. Yeah. Well, they also work more. So whatever. They just say, ah, oh, it has to be the same. Why? Why yeah. would it be? There's not the same input. You're yeah. not going to get the same output. That doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they can't understand the difference between a category and a subset of a category. Mm-hmm. But often women work and, less um, after they have kids and stuff like that. And men are more driven. To right. There's stuff. a bunch of reasons why they work less because they have children. Yeah. Because they can. You, you know, know when I, I went to MBA school, I was in the <laughs> finance program. We had 28 students in our finance program. And only one of them was female. And she was actually from China. And yeah. all the all the girls in the program did marketing and supply chain, and it was all. And nobody was assigned. You got to choose what you wanted to do. Not just mm-hmm. none of them chose finance. None of them. People are yeah. interested in different things. You don't see a lot of male nurses. You don't see a lot of female engineers, and nobody's forcing it to be nope. that way. Yeah, women have less, just, you know, less desire to get rich. You know, men don't care at all if a girl's rich, but girls care a lot. So we're more driven to to try to be successful. It's just the way we're designed. It's part of the sexual marketplace. Mm-hmm. Like having money will help you in your, um, in your hunt for a wife. Yeah. Uh, but a girl having money or not really wouldn't Fair matter. Deal, I don't know any guy that asked a girl, what do you do? Like he no. doesn't care. Unless he's cucked, <laughs> like, only a cucked dude, you know, is like hoping mm-hmm. to find a girl to take care of him. Right. And that's, that's right. like a serious blow to your manhood to be, to not be able to take care of your woman, mm-hmm. your wife, your family and kids. That's a, I mean, obviously Logan Paul didn't say, what do you do? Because Nina would have said half of Hollywood. <laughs> did, did you see um, she's suing uh, Dylan Dennis? <laughs> I know. Hey, quick question for, for Jake. Dylan Dennis, piece of shit. I know, yeah. but is this his redemption arc? I mean, it's like, 
it's hard not to be like, all right, it's yeah. I mean, I know it's him, but damn, this is pretty. Dylan's such <laughs> this a loser. Is has been like so hilarious. I got I got to give him some credit. You know, I don't think we'll ever like the guy. He's like, he is a clown. He is a liar. He is like, he's ducked out of several fights of me. He literally, no show he literally ran out of a club when I saw him in New York one time. He goes, saw him and he goes running out the back door because I wanted. To, I wasn't gonna beat him up at the club, but I think he knew. You know, I didn't like him at the time. So he literally runs out the door. The funniest thing I've ever seen. But I got to give him some credit. This is uh, <laughs> He's really done a good job of just, you know, completely smoking poor Dylan. I mean, not Dylan, Okay, in Logan. the ranking of, like, pathetic assholes that run their mouth and don't back it up, Dylan Dennis, Mike Jackson. Oh, Mike Jackson's the worst. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Mike Jackson's another racist piece of shit. The dude literally agreed to fight me when he saw me. And then when he saw me, he tried running out the back. He tried running out the door, too, at UFCPI. I chased him down, threw him on the ground, started slapping him. But... <laughs> yeah, he's screaming, help, get him off me. And then he still tried to talk tough. Is the funny part. He'll still try to talk tough me on Twitter. He told me he was going to meet me when I was in Dallas for Nate's fight. And then he just, the week before, he goes, changed his mind. He's like, no, you said you're coming to Houston. I'm like, I had, I, I screenshotted the thing. Where I saw that whole thing. Yeah, you know everybody's like, a big talker like on Twitter and online, but you know Jake's a guy who can who who can back that up offline too, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, normally I let someone talk shit talk shit on Twitter, I just block him. But this guy's, you know, he fought in the UFC. I mean, he sucks. He's not good, but you can't like be in my sport and talk shit to me and think it's going to be okay when I see you. And I don't right. think that guy can. Do well, he beat now. CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he was allowed in there, even CM Punk. Yeah, but... I think it was just because he was famous. They brought him in. They tried to get him to win, but he just sucks so bad. Even Mike Jackson beat him. I think it's the only win I think ever. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, there have been wrestlers that made the transition fine. Lesnar, Shamrock. Yeah. Because people think Shamrock, actually, he Shamrock started in wrestling, first. then went to the yeah. UFC. Lesnar yeah. was. No, no, he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, then he did fighting, then he went WWE. Yeah. And Lesnar was like that. Sakuraba is another one. Pro yeah. wrestler came in. Everyone's ass. He is, he's legend over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm most, most the Gracie killer. Home, I don't think, but he's a. Uh, Kazuchi Sakuraba, that's a good guy to look up for people if they don't know who that is. He's an old legend in Japan. It's kind of a litmus test of a real fight fan if you don't know who that is. And it's like, because every fighter knows him, everybody. Like, he is, he was the man. Yeah, he was a massive Very interesting stuff. I could imagine in Japan just, mm -hmm. just rock star status. But even in the U.S., he was big for a while. But it was, well, that was back before fighting was that big in the U.S. But he was, uh, he was massive in the fight world for a couple years, might have been the biggest star in the world. Pride and K one, yeah, yeah, he was great, man. It's like, and that they they had different rules and different judging system and everything, and but it is what it is. Now it's clearly the UFC is the mm -hmm. biggest name in the game. But Japan got messed up because so much of it was involved with uh, Yakuza. Yeah, it's crazy how that story. I got it. You know, I don't know the details of it, but I know Pride was just massive there, and they had some kind of Yakuza scandal. And they got it dropped off TV and never never recovered. The whole thing was birthed out of professional wrestling. That that's who financed the fight fighting for real. Because you, I mean, uh, wrestling in Japan, it is predetermined outcomes, but they do it. They often just ignore that and start fighting. So <laughs> you got to have people who can fight in case the guy doesn't want to go along with the plan. Yeah, and they uh, <laughs> that goes all the way back to Ricky Dozen and. And those boys, early pro wrestling was vicious. And mm -hmm. Even in the U.S., it was vicious. Yeah, it was like, like semi-real from my understanding. It seems like, they, you know, you watch the, well, you watch the Japanese uh, pro wrestling. They use a lot more real fight moves than the American people. 
Uh, Hulk Hogan. Well, the Japan, audience is more it? educated. Wasn't it, wasn't it Hulk Hogan when they there? go to the ground or something, and somebody's fighting for a, I don't know a kimura or whatever. Like the whole audience in Japan knows what that is, and know oh he almost has a triangle or whatever. They've known that the whole time. They invented these things. Mm -hmm. Like Brazilian jiu jitsu is just Japanese jiu jitsu. Yeah, they took it and you know they added stuff and refined it. That's why I tell people. I mean, jiu jitsu is originally you know from Japan, judo and jiu jitsu. It comes there. The Japanese guy brought it to Brazil. The right. Gracies did definitely add a lot of stuff, so they do deserve some credit. But a lot of people try to act like they created it, and it's like no, they didn't create it. They took it from Japan and they refined it and changed it a little bit. They certainly popularized stuff, mm -hmm. but I don't know like if they invented a move or something. Like all those things were in Nawaza and Judo, but they it, you had a it was more focused on the stand up and the throws, and you had to go really quickly on the ground. Yeah, and then jujitsu comes out of that. But definitely the I think Eddie Bravo and those guys getting rid of the gi mm -hmm. completely changes the whole thing. Yep. There's so many things you can't do or you have to do differently without a gi. But almost all these martial arts are Japanese. Karate, jujitsu, judo, all that stuff. And they, so their audience in pro wrestling, when there's a submission hold, they absolutely are like cheering and know what's going on. Whereas early fans in the US would boo when it went to the ground, <laughs> like stand them up, make, make them stand and deliver. Right. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. <laughs> God, I wish Mike Jackson would get in there, but I don't know. I'll get him again someday. How's your, um, campaign to fight t 10 trans women or it's, trans men what is it yeah that's the ones 10, that become guys because that's you know since they have a you know i started that kind of as a joke and that kind of blew up it's uh the obvious you know because there have there actually are some men fighting women now and that's obviously ridiculous so i go okay if there's no difference then i'll fight 10 trans men one after the next and obviously uh, there's no takers one actually one publicly claimed uh he she would fight me but then i sent a dm like okay set it up and they're like oh no no i don't actually mean i want to fight you i want to like you know maybe fight someone else not as good on the same card you fight someone else i'm like yeah okay mm. <laughs> well you know him. if you don't get in trouble for the yeah. ban the adl hashtag you know maybe you'll get in trouble for going after going after the cosplayers right it's you know, <laughs> kind of a nice uh haven't been suspended yet actually when you went first to go for it's been a couple times but i try to yeah. i try to watch how i work things now yeah <laughs> to try yeah. to not get banned code words numbers instead of letters yeah you know like <laughs> well adl's onto all my code words can't use you can't use the the okay sign or what was it somebody was, a bunch a of people were posting the first person i saw posted was keith but i saw other people posting it too the 17 of the numbers between zero and 100 are hate symbols so you, you can only use 83 percent of the numbers i can't even keep track of that yep. and they said that about rfk jr he used one of the wrong oh numbers or whatever and they go oh this is a dog whistle to the clan or something <laughs> and <laughs> pretty soon 83 about? is going to be a hate symbol because we'll we'll be referencing how only 83 percent of of the numbers are oh. safe now they'll start making then 83 will become the new hate symbol right yeah, yeah we'll make it one it'll probably be on there tomorrow Eighty-three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everyone start putting 83 for no 83. reason in their tweets. <laughs> 83 is the new hate symbol. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Mosey714 uh -oh. says, thank you, Ryan, and thank you, Jake and Sam, for your time. Just FYI, invited a group of genders to my last birthday party. Not a soul showed up. <laughs> Damn, dude. It's just fuck Lincoln with the cruise missile and fuck the ADL. There you go. <laughs> Not a soul showed up. We have a running... Um, joke about redheads to show the double standards that if any like subgroup of of whites like redheads blondes whatever you can say whatever you want you know but if it was if you were to switch ginger for 
Jewish or one of these privileged classes, and it was just as obviously joking as saying no souls game your birthday, you're canceled. Mm -hmm. Not even in comedy can you say these kind of things. And comedy used to be full of racial stereotypes. That's why yeah. it was funny. But now it's no, you can't do that. You can't talk about anybody. And it just shows it shows that these people think they're lesser than now. Because when you're saying, Oh, you can't say anything about blacks, Jews, da, 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 I'm like, why not? Mm -hmm. Are you saying they're inferior and can't, you know, like, oh, exactly. it's a little too close to the truth or something? What's, what's your problem? No one cares if I say American Samoans own the banks. Yeah. And the thing is, mostly not even minorities yeah. that care. You know, a good example, you know, like the fight gyms or people from all races. We talk a ton of shit to each other because it's still a place where you can joke around. The shit we say right. would get me banned anywhere. But it's like we're friends. We're comfortable. <laughs> they're, they're, they, I can talk shit to them. They can talk shit to me about a racism. We don't care because it brings people closer together. Like, it's just funny up. like the cleverness of it there's a funny meme of two girls uh meeting and they give each other false compliments and then the two guys are friends who give each other false insults right. <laughs> yeah. but are they false it's just like yeah i mean come yeah. on racial stereotypes are stupid but they're funny yep. and it, it sucks like I, oh, I can't say this to so and so anymore but it's always it's almost always like these white liberal women that lose it mm -hmm. over something else so i remember when there was the pipeline going through native american land none of the natives cared they're like yeah let's take the pipeline we need yeah. the money but they had these people from portland and stuff coming over there and be like this is sacred land and they get bit this isn't yours get out of here but it's always on behalf of another kind of like ted kaczynski talked mm -hmm. about this is always a the champion of the other and it's a way of relieving their own sense of brainwash guilt that they have from having a collectivist mindset. They're still upset about, uh, about global events that happened before they were born or whatever. They can never relieve the guilt. I've seen people, white people lined up kissing black people's feet and washing their boots and stuff. And that with shirts that say, I'm so sorry. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that was an embarrassing time to be a to be a white person watching all those people just simp. I was living in San Francisco at the time. People were just like worshiping black people, and my black friends were like embarrassed by it. Like, this is freaking awkward. This is cringe. They just wanted to be treated normal. Don't be wrong. There was a few of the ones that were loving getting their feet washed and were milking it up and like you know look at me, bow down to me. But the majority of black people were like, man, this is freaking awkward too. I don't want like white people calling me and apologizing. Well, my friends they had like white girls call them like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know what you're going through. He's like. What are you talking about? Like, just like a normal person. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <This is> awkward. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like just calling random Canadians and saying that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what <laughs> do you mean? Like, well, Canadian. you live in Canada. <laughs> like, anytime someone says, oh, I'm from uh, Ottawa, whatever, I'm like, oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know? well, that's <laughs> like it's a disease or something. <laughs> that, that's a legit reason to be sorry. It's pretty freaking cold up there. And they got Justin. Yeah, apologize for Trudeau. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we have Biden, so it's not much better. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Biden doesn't know where he is. I'm, I'm convinced it's Newland running the country. Yeah. That's but... when you start really for conspiracy theories. You're like, if Biden's not running the country, who is? You know, he's even said, you know, I'm sure you guys seen clips where he's just like, oh, I might get in trouble. I can't say that. It's like, well, you're the president. Who are you going to get in trouble with? You remember when Nancy Pelosi was saying, no, we don't want him doing that. He can't say that. But they were just telling him, who's we, Nancy? Mm -hmm. Who are you talking about? Yeah, so you start being like, okay, who's running the country? And who's pushing all this weird stuff from the top, all the trans? That's not coming from the bottom, it's coming from the top. You know, he's all, Biden's always talking about tranny kids. 
you think Biden gives a shit about tranny kids? He's like 80 something years old. And just like three years ago, he started caring about trans kids. You know, the E was the ESG. That's when you start seeing all this stuff being pushed yep. to the top from some people. I was never in conspiracy theory, Soros. but you start being like, if you're not seeing something's going on, you're stupid at this point. Well, don't notice because a lot of conspiracy by, right? theories What's that? should be renamed spoiler alerts mm -hmm. because a year or two down the road, they're right all along. Yeah. And again, I mean, there are almost none of them that have been wrong. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, no, like I said, like, well, there's been some that are like, crazy and obviously wrong, but all the ones that I started pushing have all been correct. I was called a conspiracy theory, but I don't start saying something until I, you know, do a little investigation, dig in, try to look at the numbers, try to make sense of it. Then I'll start pushing it. You know, yeah, there's some stupid shit people fall for, but the majority of the stuff yeah, that's pushing there, are true. There's definitely some kook stuff too, but it's just, we have the, the spook to kook spectrum, you know, the spook CIA stuff and then the kook, like, school shooter denial or whatever that kind of stuff but there's a lot of things and the fact that biden's not running the country is is a very real thing he doesn't know what's up there's a cabal that orders him around he's just a face he's one of the most corrupt politicians to ever get in office there's so much dirt on him and his son hunter and his brothers and it's endless and they never touch it mm -hmm. the same thing with hillary when she was up there she got so, her closet so deep like lindsey graham couldn't even get lost in there like it's uh full of skeletons mm -hmm. with the clinton foundation and the rest of it and they didn't ever get on her for that kind of stuff and obama too well now he's kind of apparently sinclair's coming out saying he's a crack smoking <laughs> uh pole smoker but little late you know he's already president for eight years <laughs> like, i remember when he came out years ago though and, and nobody believed him i remember when he first right? said it yeah oh i've seen the pictures of obama with his crack pipe i mean he came out and admitted the drug use part really? and so did clinton he's like but only about pot or something but um but not the uh not the cocksucking <laughs> or receiving or whatever but it's not unbelievable you know, hey, what do you guys make of this yeah. by the way and, and, which is weird because i'm like the smoke and crack bothers me more than you smoke and pole. Like, okay, you're gay, whatever. But smoke and crack, and then you're a senator. Well, that, I mean, that don't mess with your brain. I don't want you smoking crack. Yeah, as probably a not a good idea. Like, suck all the dicks you want. But, uh, I mean, it's not, uh, I think it's gross, but it's not going to affect how you be, you know, like, govern or whatever. But crack will. You know, right. Like, start going crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just. They don't make good decisions. I've never met a crack addict. I, was, uh, yeah, I lived in San Francisco, so I've uh, I've seen the results of crack. They're usually not the brightest people. <laughs> yeah, usually not the brightest when they put it in their mouth the first yeah, right. place. But it also just shows an addictive personality and impulsive, and it, it just makes everything worse. But there's no moderate amount. Like other drugs, if somebody, oh, eat mushrooms, oh, eat smoke some weed, whatever. Like, okay, whatever. You drink sometimes. But I don't know if there's like, well, I'm just a moderate crack smoker. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You you know, take, just in social situations. Yeah, you, you don't just take one hit of crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> Once you hit the crack pipe, you have to keep hitting it. And by that or point, you're, you're a moderate pedophile. I'm just a, I'm just a moderate pedophile. I yeah, only exactly. A kid once, be, well, he's a Democratic pedophile. <laughs> he's a Democratic pedophile. <laughs> they voted for it. It seems like there's a push to normalize that shit. Yeah, I think there really is. That's something that I thought was a conspiracy theory a couple years ago, too. But then I started you know, talking crap on this trans stuff. And then they get attacked by the pro-trans crowd. And I noticed a lot of those people, they're also pushing pedophilia. They almost always have um, like cartoon characters in their profile or anime, whatever. But there's a huge overlap between pushing pedophilia and that. I'm hoping a lot of them are bots because they hardly never have profile pictures. 
but but mm-hmm. it's bots who knows who's pushing that so someone's pushing it yeah well they never want to read stories to the old folks homes <laughs> yeah i mean the idea that some dude wants or to- even high school they always want to read stories to the little little kids yeah any grown man that wants to dress as a woman and read books to kids that's that's a pedophile it's just absolutely insane to me that we're trying to normalize that you could look at that and dude, dudes aren't well, they call it people. drag queen story hour but it always devolves into some twerking session. Just groomer clowns. I don't even. And then say if you look at the books anymore. they're reading, ugh. What do you uh, I don't even drag call them drag queens. I call them groomer clowns. No, I mean that's clearly groomer clowns. <laughs> it's just so it's so baffling <laughs> that people would stick up for that. Like, I'm how stealing you, that. How do you want some pedophile to come read to your kid? And people will defend that. It's just mad. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, I, some of yeah, them well, I, it's giving them saying readings a bit like they don't really do much reading. They go in with a book into some perverted book, first of all, and then they start dancing and bringing the clowns and they come in and shaking their nutsack in a, in a man hammock or whatever. And, like, and the teacher's like, yeah, give them a dollar. <laughs> like, let's encourage strip shows, like yeah. handing money to whores. Well, because, you know, it proves it proves how progressive you are to. uh yeah, and weird. That's what popped up Every, everywhere out of nowhere. Screen. Like it was like all over the country, then other countries even. Like that doesn't seem like it was too organic either. No. I can you imagine being a World War II veteran and just seeing what's going to happen? You know, it's like couldn't I just died ten years ago? Right. <laughs> like what the? Who won? Not us. Yeah, well, you we saw that, that video of that gentleman going around about a year ago, a year or two ago, right? Uh, the veteran dressed up in his World War II regalia, and he was crying, sobbing at what this country has become. And this, he was saying, this wasn't the country I fought for. And it, it, Did you guys see that video? I have not uh, seen the video. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But no, I don't see the video, but it's, it makes sense. You know, we've hit a point where it's uh, we deteriorated so far. The only positive that people are starting to notice it and talk about it. I don't know if we've gone too far to be saved or if people can can you know, swing the other direction and clean the country back up and uh, start start repairing it. Here's the I, it's not who you're talking about, but I have this. <laughs> Joe Pritch. The face you make when you wasted your youth fighting communists in a war on the other side of the planet at the behest of a foreign entity and all you got was humiliated in the world stage by a geriatric pedophile. Yep. But speaking of the pendulum going the other direction, we do have a word from the man. Let's let's hear from him. Okay, next question. What is it, CNN? Oh, you want a question? Are you a piece of shit? Yes, you are. Next question. MSNBC? Um, yeah, fuck yourself. Um, WAPO? 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 Why isn't your hand raised, WAPO? Did, did, was, 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 I mean, was I mean to you? Was I mean to you? Did, did, did Russia show up at your house, Wapo? It's, it's okay. You can go home and cry on your dick-shaped pillow. Next question. <laughs> a lot of... Jake just went Batman. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are... Uh, <laughs> hey, he's Bruce Wayne. They hang. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be voting for Trump. The more they indict him, the more they try to put him in prison. It's just a giant fuck you to the system to support Donald Trump at this point. Can I? It's like, hey, you know, speaking of conspiracy theories, I have friends who think that that, uh, this whole whole attack on Donald Trump Trump was designed designed to get him back in the office and make him look legitimate. Uh, where, uh, you know, as a pressure relief valve for all the animosity that's building up right now and that this is all a psyop. They're coming after him hard on purpose. 
to really just gin everything up. And then when he wins and gets in, it'll be like another pressure relief valve. And, and he's in on it. It's all wink, wink stuff. You know, uh, I don't know if that's true, but I, but listen, people out there believe that. They believe that. I think it could. I'm going to play uh, a little Trump thing while Jake's cameras get. He'll be back in a second. We're going to just play this while we're uh, messing with the audio and stuff. Enjoy. This one's back, 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 back again. again. Trump is back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? 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 Bing, 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 Whether you like Donald Trump, whether you hate Donald Trump, whether you don't even Dude, care, respect that song. Whether you don't respect even care, that, that was clip. Some great <laughs> A A plus top quality work. Wow! I mean, this is the greatest, the golden, absolute golden era of internet memes. You know, <laughs> I don't know if we lost Jake or not. I heard echoes, so I was doing. Maybe he'll be back. AUPCC sends in a 20 and says, Mazel tov on the stream, gents. Fuck the ADL, fuck Lincoln, and fuck the groomer clowns. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely going to Israel that term, groomer clowns. Hashtag, and I, I like want to see that on a to the ADL's hate list uh, within 30 days. All right, let's get it going. Groomer, groomer clowns. clowns. Yeah, the GC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. Well, I guess we lost shields. That sucks. I'll definitely want to have him back on again. Um, He's awesome uh yeah he's great and he really was one of, he was the largest account to get in early he was and start bashing it entropy says in my mind 15 great panel thanks Ryan, for all you do brother thank you dude looking over on odyssey you got a couple from odyssey uh first one is from j ray 1981 says please guys please guys replay later i have to go to work i'm gonna miss it'll be up on odyssey and rumble and i'll probably put a copy on twitter same J Ray says, uh, Sam, it's Jay. It's the Gulag inmate eight nine one two three from Gab. Right on. Thanks to you and Ryan for this awesome God bless friends. So uh, that's one of your fans from Gab. Get on Gab, people. Chimed Get in. on Gab. Gab's blowing up. It's blowing up free speech over there. I, I say that uh just quick, you can say whatever yeah, on Gab. Quick plug for Gab. Listen, yeah. Twitter's the battleground. There's no doubt about it. But Gab's my refuge. That's what I say. Twitter's my battleground. Gab's my refuge. I go back. That's where my peeps are. It's safe. I can say anything I want that's legal, right? 
and and we got to support Torba, we got to support Gab, we got to support free speech. So come over to Twitter and fight. Meanwhile, go open up an account on Gab and start posting over there too. Start supporting free yep. speech. I should probably do that in case I get banned from Twitter, and then I can really, you know, also say whatever I want over there. Yeah, absolutely. you should make a Telegram account too, absolutely. just to join all. Like all of us have backups yeah. on Telegram and Gab, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I like get all my Ukraine Russia updates on Telegram because really? you still can't say that stuff on Twitter. Oh, wow, yeah, I don't really know what's going still, on in Ukraine. That's something. you can say the pro-Ukraine stuff, but you know, you can't say anything accurate. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on over there. You don't really see anything on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it's like, I'm, I'm anti-war, but you gotta be realistic about what's going on. They just will not allow that. And it shows how, what their real concerns yeah. are. And we have this clip from Tucker explaining just how bad media and social media is with these three letter networks. Agencies have a big effect on what is broadcast on television and what you see on Facebook and Google as well. I mean, they're all up and down Facebook and Google, as I'm sure you know. And, um, you know, there are a lot of anchors who, including people I know well and have worked with at different networks, I'm thinking of one in particular, a national security reporter, who was just a mouthpiece for the Pentagon and the CIA and is knowingly telling lies on their behalf. That's very, very common, very common. And I can think of a number of people at CNN who I know for a fact are doing that exact thing. And so, I mean, they're reading government propaganda from the intel agencies knowingly. And I'm sure they've got some internal rationale that allows them to get up in the morning and face themselves, despite having done something that dishonest. But I'm just telling you, bottom line, I know that is, a, that is true. I'm not speculating at all. Um, and in particular on the national security stuff, there are very well-known national security reporters, and I'm thinking of one female national security reporter in particular who just reads lies from the national security state and it's wildly frustrating and it would just make me mad i mean even if i don't agree with the lies okay but even if i did agree with the lies i would be offended because they're lies they're lies like when the, you know when cia and the pentagon were claiming that bashar al-assad used poison gas against his own people okay there was there was no evidence that was true I mean, maybe it was true. There was no evidence it was true. None. Zero. And I called them out and they could not provide any evidence. And yet every national security, and it was a big deal. I mean, we killed a lot of people in response. We sent in missiles and killed a lot of people. We took human life in response to that claim. And it was, as far as I can tell, it completely made up. And anybody that tried to debunk that on the old Twitter, Facebook, YouTube would have their account taken away. And they're doing the same thing in Ukraine as Syria. All the war propaganda is allowed and anything counter to the narrative is not allowed. And on top of that, not only will they ban you from Google and Facebook or the old Twitter, they will also ban you from PayPal and Patreon and payment processors. And if you're a journalist and that's how people send you money, you lose a payment processor. That's it. Yeah. And they're, you know, the gray zone, they've done a lot of good work on Syria and Ukraine. They just got booted from GoFundMe. GoFundMe will not, they won't, they're already kicked off PayPal now. They can't do GoFundMe. I would suggest Gibson Go. That's who Kyle Rittenhouse used, who's another guy that got accused of being a white supremacist and active shooter that went around killing blacks or whatever, even when the whole thing's on film and that's not what happened. You are not allowed to say Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. 
without getting banned on Twitter. Yeah, it seems like intelligence agencies have taken control of, you know, all the social media, even things like go go find me, like you said. And that's what's nice that Elon Musk it seems like the one guy that's standing up to him a little bit. But they're pushing hard to get well, rid the, of him, you know, through ADPL. That's the threat. He's doing what Tate wanted to do is turn X into the everything app, which includes something like PayPal, will be able to transact, have money transactions through Twitter. Yes. And if that happens, you can freak PayPal's done. Is the only reason people use them is there's no other option in many cases, especially outside the United States. And Venmo is just owned by PayPal. So if anyone brings that up, it's owned by the same people. We did have some shekel chats in here. RM Genzus Dollar says the numeric code Hail Christ, referring to the eighth letter H and third letter C of the alphabet, uh, did originate for adherence to the Christian identity, a racist, anti Semitic sect. Okay. Well, that's just that the Christian identity movement has nothing to do with Christianity. It's just like a shield to hide criticism of them. P1 Dizzy sends 113 because I think there was a 109, 110, 113. 110 and never again, plus three for good measure. Boom, times 83, three boxing gloves. Nice. He started in 83. 83, I like it. He's number one. He's, 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 he's patient zero here or whatever for the 83 movement. And I think I got the mazel tov on the stream. Gents, fuck the ADL, fuck Lincoln, fuck the groomer clowns. And, oh, 11 from Mosey. I'm poor, so instead of $83, I'm sending eight plus $3, <laughs> 11 bucks. <laughs> fuck Lincoln, fuck McCain, fuck the ADL, fuck Zionist, fuck Newland, fuck Garland. Rest in peace, both Kennedys. Hope you get your country back. Damn. <laughs> and then dog shit sends one at Dodge, like the Dodge coin. Says fuck Lincoln 83 times in 109 different ways. God, my chat is awesome. <laughs> All kinds of good ones. That's the ruthlessness that you'd see on Gab, mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's, yeah, it's like 4chan, but in the format of a Twitter. Uh, Listen, I don't I'll, know how to explain I'll it. tell people something a little bit serious about Gab. You can create your own feeds, uh, you can use, you can uh, tap into other people's feeds. Or, you know, you can have the, 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 just the generic feed. You can belong to groups. So it's got elements of Facebook. It's got elements of Twitter. It's got elements of Reddit, all of those things. You can do all that stuff on Gab and, and you can block people, mute people, whatever, whatever, you know? So uh, it is way more customizable than Twitter in, in that respect. And the whole, the whole vibe and the information diet, the diet of information that you get on Gab is completely different. Just use it as a news source yeah. and you can grab things from Gab and post them on Twitter or whatever. I've never done that. I forgot to hit the thank you note because somebody did the uh, the 110. So we'll climb this. I think I just post those to make Western men feel bad because they live in fat land. They're missing out on Yeah, some of the women here look like live action AI. They're so attractive. And people will be like, that's fake. And I'm like, that's hilarious that you that you can't even believe that's a real person because you never see that in your life. Yeah, the, that's horrifying. Yeah, too many, too many baddies <laughs> in the US. <laughs> You've been to Japan. It's like, no, that's a very real thing. Yeah. But it's just, man, every time I go to the US, they get bigger and bigger. And I don't think it's because they're just lazy or whatever. I think there's something in the food. It's or the seed oils and all know. the 110 different processed and refined sugars and yeah. and, and other toxic compounds. You know, And people are so like 
they don't work out. They don't even like walk. A lot of yeah. people they just don't even walk anywhere. It's like if nothing else, they could walk up miles a day. Well, they have those scooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen those? You ever seen one of those where someone sits on yeah. like a? They're, they're not handicapped. Like their legs work. Too but sitting walk. Like, no, it's okay. a real problem in the U.S. And again, they don't yeah. want to talk about it because they'll call you like fat phobic or whatever when it's like a real health crisis. That's a much bigger threat than COVID ever was. But if you, if you call that, you're like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll call you, give you so much hate. It's the fat mobile. They were designed for the elderly, but it ended up, they were selling all these chairs in, I think it started in Florida and it was just for people who didn't want to walk from one side of Walmart to the other mm-hmm. would ride in there with their little scooter. And those were and this, have you ever seen them fight over the chairs? It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> the fat people and the old people are fighting over who gets the scooters because they just have them in the front now and i'm just i'm like man i would follow that around with popcorn going usa usa just so bad yeah can you imagine being so fat that you can't walk and need a scooter that's just it's really sad you know and they're making it sad or is that a true champion they're normalizing it they want to make it not only okay but good that's a good you know in the positive direction and it makes sense big and beautiful it makes sense because um, they, the government gets fat, docile, weak citizens who can't push back, right? That's yeah. what they want. Who's that comedian that gets angry at fat models? <laughs> they all um, should. I don't know. <laughs> they just, they like, nothing pisses me off more than fat models. Because, like, any other model had to do something to be a model. They had to diet. They have to work out. They have to pay. You just automatically model Y because you're big. <laughs> Crazy thing. I think the most hate I've ever got on Twitter is when I was making fun of, like, fat models. Like just women get so mad making fun of fat. So they don't care about the men. You make fun of fat men, no one cares. You make fun of a fat girl model and you'll have everyone just so angry at you. It's like, uh, I don't know why they're trying to normalize women being fat. Because men, we still get teased and pushed back a little bit. But women, it's just totally, we're not supposed to say anything. We're supposed to glorify it. We're supposed to put pictures up, models. Thankfully, there's not fat men models because no one wants to look at that. But I don't want to look at the fat women models It's not either. just being fat. It's like any negative thing. There isn't women getting an excuse. They're not accountable for anything. Everything else is someone else's fault. Even if they get divorced, mm-hmm. that was because he did something that automatically. It's uh, no accountability. That's why pearly things is blowing up. Because <laughs> she says things. And she gets under their skin. He says things that are true. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't word them in the nicest manner, but things that are true. and People just freak out. You know? Yeah. Total lack of tact makes it better. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. It's funny. <laughs> I've never been I'm like, offended, yeah, the way I've never she, been offended she, by anything she's ever said. In fact, I've rarely ever been offended by anything anyone's ever said. The, the things that tend to offend me, like I, I don't take offense, but the things that will get under my skin a little bit are just the most blatant of lies. That that will irritate me, but I'll, I'll never push back. A boy band. I'll just yeah. push back or I'll dispute it or, or whatever, but like get offended and have a meltdown. No, you know, okay, so somebody right there right out there in the world right now right this minute somebody is posting something on social media that absolutely would just drive me bonkers i don't care yeah like right i think okay. exactly. you're, i don't think anyone i think bad. you're just a year younger than me so you grew up we didn't have safe spaces and shit no. like that like, <laughs> so, someone talks shit you you talk shit back or you fought them <laughs> Yeah, or you ignored yeah. them i mean you yeah, just whatever whatever the situation called for but the left is different the left is out there you know, there's somebody in Brooklyn right now, some lefty in Brooklyn, if you know what I mean, who is just trying to figure out ways to silence me, right? Try, mm-hmm. And Jake and you, they're just oh, yeah. they, it keeps awake at night. How do we stop people from saying, how do I stop a guy 10 states over from saying something that I don't like, that I'll never see, by the way? Yeah. But I just, we can't have that, you know? 
Well, thing is too, I get like, you know, I get censored all the time. And before Elon took over, I had like some warning, like my last, you know, I was about to be permanently banned. I think most of the things I say are most people agree with me or, you know, it's not, my account wouldn't be growing if people didn't agree, you know, basically, mm-hmm. you know, I think the tranny kids shit's weird. I think freaking there shouldn't be uh, trans and women's sports. I'm starting to be more against all the trans. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, it's common sense stuff. I, I think I'm so hey, it from a little more extreme now, but it's, uh, you know, the stuff I'm saying is, is pretty common sense. You know, people shouldn't be obese. They shouldn't be this. And that's what it sends me for. People shouldn't be grooming children's. These are things that get banned. Well, for. look at the health minister. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Rachel Levine. There's a bunch it's, of them. It's a fat guy in a dress. Yeah, exactly. And you say that, which everyone knows is true. But that's, t- I mean, I've been banned by that type of stuff before Elon took over. That's a fat dude in a dress. Before they'd be like, oh, you're misgendering. It's like, no, I'm properly gendering. Everyone knows it. It's yeah. not misgendering. That's the proper gender. Thankfully, Elon, you know, switched that around. Things are, things are much better at Twitter. There's still a censorship, but it's way, way better than it was. Yeah, absolutely. We're, it's on the right path, gentlemen, and we're going to go onwards and upwards with this. It's it's the fact that they got rid of the hashtag is another power flex. It was as stupid as when they blanket banned Kanye West. He's up there saying this and that. I go, we don't have any power. Shut down this guy's bank, cancel his contracts, ban him from social media. What? Did you see <laughs> the list of things like, that he got canceled from? It was like 30, 30, 40 things long, you know, that canceled him. That's when you're like, oh, man, these people do have power. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, they did that to the Tate brothers. They, well, I mean, I got, I think I was the first, I got canceled on MySpace and AOL oh, at 2005, I didn't know MySpace 2008. They did. I got my, my first YouTube account was a race in 2008. Yeah. Early. And I remember when people were like bitching about the ad apocalypse of 2016. I'm like, you had ads. Was it like ADL and stuff after you way back then? Or you don't know? It was as soon as the ADL did a partnership program with, uh, YouTube. Dang, I, and I was the first person ago. they got rid of. So that was like what, mm-hmm. like 2008, like almost 15 years ago. 2008, 15 years ago, and I had another channel that I had made with a goofy name, and I didn't like it, so I was like, oh, I just won't use this one. I'll make another one. I was like, oh wait, I'm not breaking the rules because I'm not starting a new one. I already have an old one that I never oh. used, so I started using that. That one would get banned and brought back again, banned and brought it back again. One time. They just gave me three strikes all in one day, so I couldn't even do an appeal. So I flew to Ireland and physically met with someone at their headquarters and got my channel back. Oh, wow. That's- but then uh, they took it away again a year later, and, I, and then I couldn't go back because of COVID. It wouldn't let anybody fly. So I just said, screw it. Nah. Yeah. Now it doesn't exist. The time elapsed. And they erased it. So I'll never get that back. But I think we have to move away from these things, like quit using their stuff. It's clear the ADL has a grip on YouTube and Facebook or Meta, whatever they call it. And so use Rumble, use Gab, use VK, Telegram, and use Twitter or X. Because I don't think, I think Elon keeps getting better and better. He kicked him off the trust and safety board, the ADL. He got rid of Barry Weiss on the Twitter files. He's tweeting about suing them. I believe yeah, that is that was, on. Uh, he is suing that them. That was surprising that Elon jumped in all that. Got got a you know trending. Oh, Elon jumped in and like, oh wow, this is uh, this is big. Yeah. Well, he knows they are attacking his advertisers, and Discovery is going to be amazing because they're going to find out that every single one of these giant advertisers got a letter from the ADL. Yeah, it's crazy. And they'll be able to show. And people are scared. And I hope it's class action. I hope he'll, we can join in like they smeared Tucker. And then just like regular journalists like Keith Woods, myself, Jeremy McKenzie, Adam Green, these people that have been smeared by the ADL. Um, yeah, you know, they just do the same. Hey, anti-Semitism. 
uh, Holocaust deniers, another one they throw out. And it's just like, if you're defending yourself on that, you look like an ass. It's like, well, I'm not racist. So no, no, no. How do you prove you're not exactly. something? You, you really can't. You can't even like How just having a discussion is, is a tar baby. Yeah. Do you still beat your kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you answer? You can't answer the yes or no. <laughs> well, they, they also, they never address, usually when I argue someone, I address what they're saying. They never address what my points are. They just go, you're anti-Semitic or you're a Nazi, you're this. No one ever addresses any of the things I'm saying. You know, I ask them, like, do you not think it's okay to be white? Do you think white lives matter? When I post things, the ADL says it's hate speech. I mean, people, they literally say white lives matter is hate speech. And it's okay to be white is hate speech. Um, hell, Christ is hate speech. How bad is that? It's it's okay to be white is considered hate speech. It's yeah. It's, there are a lot of white children that feel enormous amounts of guilt because they have these teachers and stuff browbeating them and blaming them by the accident of birth that they're responsible for all these historical atrocities and stuff. That's disgusting. They do these little kids and a way out for these kids to be like, Oh yeah, uh, I'm trans or something. Then they can like be part of the marginalized group and get the guilt off their I think shoulders. That's part of the reason why the trans thing is blowing up so big. Cause these kids, they get pushed to being terrible. You're straight and white. The only way they can get, you know, any bonus points is to be trans or non-binary. How many of the, how much of the trans community is white kids? Probably the majority of it. I think when you see it, it's always white. Seems you know? like it. That's yeah. uh you know, that, that's a white problem. <laughs> I haven't seen very many, you know, little trans black kids. Some people might call it another, another, you know, branch of the attack on white people. You know, no, it's, well, the ADL is defending the child grooming. That's another thing I really yeah. didn't like about them. They attacked uh, Libs of TikTok, who is actually a Jewish woman. They called, I don't yes. know, they probably called her anti-Semitic too, knowing how they are, but they were going after her saying like, oh, yeah. hate speech and stuff. Yeah, they got after Laura. Being Jewish doesn't after, defend yeah, you. They'll go after any Jews that don't tow their don't tow their line or you know and carry their water. You know, it doesn't matter who. They yeah. got Norman Finkelstein essentially fired from university um, just for being critical of Israel. Yeah, they're they're sick, dude. It's organized crime. If everyone knew the history of the ADL and all these weirdos they're involved with, and the protection of pedophiles and the uh the amount of money they've gotten from criminal organizations and they go out of their way to protect these things mm -hmm. when has there ever been a case where they actually defended someone from defamation and when especially if they're just an anti-defamation league have they ever gone after someone for defaming somebody that wasn't jewish yeah I some blacks and minorities it. perhaps uh you know but I brought that point up. I brought this point up many times. Uh, you know, they they pretend to fight for minorities and that diversity, and they say diversity is our strength. But if you look at their fifty-one member board and senior leadership staff, there's not a black person to be found on it. So it's diversity for thee, but not for me, right? So diversity yeah, is just code for anti-white. Yeah, it's just anti-white. They're yeah. getting like oh, diverse. Let's have one Irish, one Italian, one German. No, diversity just means not no white. whites. Exactly. Less whites, no whites. That's all it means, you know. And uh, it's. Same with equity. Yep, all of it. All of these movements are are designed to get rid of white people, and let's just they all just mean less white people, fewer white people. East Asians too. They were never into the affirmative action thing. If it was Asian, it was like Pakistan or India or Philippines or something. It was never Chinese, yeah. Japanese. So now they're Korean. saying like you know, if you're successful as a group, you're get you're going to get punished. Yeah, Asians are like white adjacent and stuff like that. White, you know, they're trying to start lumping Asians in because they're not liking the stuff either. I was saying, I think lots of minorities, they hate this anti-white push too. It's not like, you know, it's not that people pushing it. They're just pushing it. But, you know, tons of all the black people in Mexico, not all of them, but a, a large percentage of them, they hate the push as much as we do. Maybe not quite as much, but they're not like, they're not pushing it. They don't want this uh, divide either.
it undermines your credibility because even if you walk out of a university with a piece of paper or whatever people go well did you earn that or did you just get that because you're the best in your category you can't win yeah it's just bad all around now that they did get rid of affirmative action in the supreme court but there's so many loopholes to keep it in place yeah and they did that in the like after this whole freshman class had already been decided so that won't matter but I'm just looking around at the airlines and stuff and nothing works. And you just see people who just clearly should not be there. Just looking at their nails and doing whatever. And there you can't fire them and you're forced to hire them. Well, the biggest example and that's just, of a diversity hire is the yeah. vice president, Kamala Harris. They literally, Biden goes, I'm going to pick a black woman. But so that's like, that's what he find, I guess. What it was him, her, who else did he pick from? Yeah. Partial black. Yeah, exactly. It's just her qualifications was a brown vagina. Well, yeah, her other yeah. qualification is who she's married to for all the noticers out there. <laughs> yeah, that'd well, be part of it. You know, she she floated from Montella from one sugar daddy to another. And I look back at previous vice presidents and I read speeches from like on nullification from John Calhoun and things like that. And previous presidents, you read that farewell address with George Washington. And like, we don't have anyone this intelligent anymore. And then you get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I got hairy legs and I learned a lot about roaches. And she's out there saying Ukraine is you Russia is a big country. Ukraine's a smaller country. She did that on a black radio show. Like she's talking down to them. Like, well, you see, Russia's really big. Ukraine's small. And that's speaking an accent. Wow. She wasn't. Oh, yeah, the fake accent, too, throws it in there. Because, you know, anyone with a southern accent is dumb. Is That's how they think. Hillary used to do the same thing with her hot sauce and stuff. She saw it suddenly went full Arkansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're from Illinois, and you were a senator in New York. Whatever. But AOC did that, too. She got it. She went all Ebonics out of the blue. So what are you doing? We've all seen you talk so many times, and now suddenly you just float into this role. Who are you trying to fool? But... uh that's what they did. She's talking down to this black radio show as if they couldn't. She would never speak like that anywhere else. Russia is a big country. Ukraine is a smaller country. And basically that's wrong. She another time she said, well, you see, viruses are very, very small. Thank you. I never would have figured Don't forget that the wheels out, on the know. bus. The wheels on. Do you remember the wheels on the bus? A few what, weeks ago? How there? about the significance of the passage of time? <laughs> she was so stoned and she's out there going, if you were in the library and the significance of the passage of time is it's the passage of time and it's significant. It's like some kid that's writing a book report in fourth grade and they just keep reiterating, rephrasing the same thing over and over to fill up a page. That's what she sounds like. Who shared the Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Greenblatt video? It's been shared many times of him sort of like doing this. Uh, what was it? Some sort of uh, he was going to be on the breakfast show or the uh, what show was he going to be on? It was a, it's a black uh, uh, targeted show. And he was sort of like talking a little like jive-ish or gangster-ish or something with some like rap music in the background. I, I can't quite remember the video, but that was going around the other night too. Dude, that, he looked as awkward as Quentin Tarantino. If you, if no one's seen this, you got to see this. Quentin Tarantino can't talk to black people. Really? He was on some show on MTV or something. And it, it was two black, a black guy and a black woman were interviewing him and they're asking him about one of his movies, whatever. And Clinton gets... Or, uh, Quentin gets in there like, yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? What I'm almost saying? Just doing shit like that out of the and they're just staring at him. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> you know what, what is this? <laughs> and he, he thought, yeah, I'm cool. I could talk to the jive turkey black folks or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's it's so wrong with this guy. 
And they they were just speaking to him normally, and he just starts doing this. Quentin Quentin Tarantino can't talk to black people, and I'm it's amazing because I'm thinking, you work out of L.A. Hollywood. How have you not been around like anybody, everyone? Like how can you have never in your life talked to somebody that's black or something? <laughs> like do you do that every time, and they just kind of roll with it or yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> So the censorship is not only on social media, it also goes to Wikipedia. I'm going to play this real fast one. Not even a minute. ADL. Moetzet Yesh, in conjunction with My Israel, uh, has arranged uh, instruction day for wiki editors. The goal of the day is to um, teach people how to edit in Wikipedia which is the number one source of information today in the world. As a way of example, if someone searches the Gaza flotilla, we want to be there. We want to be the guys who influence what is written there, how it's written, and to ensure that it's balanced and uh, Zionist in nature. I came here to learn more about how um, we as Israelis and as Jews can defend Israel online, on the internet, and particularly in Wikipedia in this case. Wikipedia is a bit of a complex system and it's sometimes hard to figure out the rules. I've personally tried to edit things um, in Wikipedia that were against Israel, um, small things, and my changes were erased or um, undone, and I didn't understand why. And uh, I think that this kind of knowledge is important for anyone who wants to be active in defending Israel on the internet, um, so that we can go and we can see the information and we can say this isn't quite right. It's showing one side of the story, and I can I have the the power and the right to change that. Um, and in general, it's so important for us to be online, working to uh, defend our ourselves and to prove to, to the world and to ourselves that we are just and we are right. And uh, because right now, if you look online, if you do searches for certain terms related to Israel, you just, it's just filled with anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism, and garbage. And there's not enough of us out there working to counteract that and make sure that the other side of the story, our side of the story, and our right side of the story is getting the right coverage and the coverage that it needs. So this type of initiative and initiatives like that um, to educate and promote is Defense of Israel Online are extremely important, and I hope we'll see more of this in the future. I love the guy that says we have to assure that it's balanced and Zionist in nature. Yeah, they're just openly admitting what they're doing. And I don't, <laughs> you, I don't know if you guys saw um, Keith Woods was doing um, some Twitter space and some girls on there. He called her out for being, you know, intelligence agency for Israel. Black yeah, cube. it was on the Wikipedia. Then they went and scrubbed it off the Wikipedia. He showed it like a couple of days ago. Then now, so they went in there and scrubbed that off for Wikipedia. It's just like it's scary. They're completely controlling all information. I'm sure they already have Google. Almost certainly. They're starting to get rid of that early life. Really? Yeah. I've had to go into mm -hmm. the old edits to find that in the in the past. You can uh, that's 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 a little power move for some of you. If it's if the early life isn't showing up, go look in the edits. Sometimes it'll be there from years ago. Yeah, I didn't know you could go look through the edits. That's that's good to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just like there's that meme where it's like I think it's uh the guys from the Matrix, what is the Nero, whatever is it? When I'm ready, in, uh, the, when you're ready, no, Neil, when you're ready, you won't have to. Or is it... He's like, look at early life. He's like, when you're ready, you don't even need to look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just. 
It's an identity cult. Yes. It's like who you know, we invented a religion that divides the whole world into our group and everyone else. And, and we're going to base it on bloodline rather than belief. Like it's just a, that's psychologically damning and a recipe for the disaster from its onset, but whatever they, they just, it's, gotten to the point where they could bulldoze down someone's house or a person or just go take someone's living room and say, well, if, if I didn't do it, someone else would. And that's okay. And you can't even report that it was done or you're a dirty anti-Semite Hitler that wants to throw babies in right. ovens or something. That's they just go full ADL. I mean, it's their smear campaign is great. It works to silence most people. They never try to like argue argue on what you're saying. Instead, they just jump to calling you anti-Semitic, and the vast majority of people don't want to get called that, so they just stay silent. Yeah, that was the um, the Mel Gibson meme with Kanye West. He's like, you notice they call you anti-Semitic, but they never call you a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never. Like I said, they never address what you're talking about. It's just they jump to calling you, you know, a Nazi or anti-Semitic or this or that. They're not even. Not even talk about what you're, what you're discussing. <laughs> RM Jimzu sends in a buck. Says next time you grocery shop, look at the ingredients label. How much of that isn't food? How many things are bioengineered food ingredients? Our food has got to change. I think that was sitting there yep. from back yeah, when we were talking but, about great point. fat epidemic. Whole animal proteins, yeah. kids. Whole animal proteins. Unless you're a vegetarian. Well. Just avoid the chemical yeah, stuff. You get things that are 28 letters long. Yeah, you, you, don't, is you can't say you know what the stuff is. You probably don't want to eat it. Do you know the ingredients? If I go to get some bread, Japan, Korea, it's like flour, like four things, maybe. Go look at Wonder Bread or whatever in the U.S. It's this, what is this monohydrate? Yeah, what I is can't this? read all this stuff. I'm usually not eating it. <laughs> There's almost nothing mm-hmm. clean at the store uh, it, it, unless you get one ingredient foods and some of those are even, you know, uh, what was it fed? You know, what was this thing fed, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, like I was getting tomato paste recently and I just happened to look at the ingredient and it had seed oil in it. It was just supposed to be tomato paste mm-hmm. and they put, so I had to get the organic tomato paste that didn't have the seed oil. I'm like, so why are you putting it's seed oil have in like roach legs in it eventually? Yeah. You're going to like start putting bugs and things. Yeah. Now, Jake, are you vegan or vegetarian? vegetarian. So I do eggs okay. and dairy. So, <laughs> okay. Eggs and dairy. So yeah, I know I do. I eat a lot of eggs, but I try to get them from like farms and stuff. I don't want the just the stuff they put in the animals is so gross. You know, the cheeses and the it's hard getting organic cheeses and stuff. There's some, but you know, like it's uh, there's any everything you eat, you got to watch what's in it. Do you do raw big pharma? Is, um, they so what they do is they give farm subsidies. This means farms and ranches. Ranches are the ones that have farm animals. And 75% of all antibiotics produced in the U.S. go to animals, not people. Mm-hmm. And that goes into your system. And they, people should try to get yep, all their meat from, like, you know, the organic farms. I know it's more costly, but anyway, but it's definitely, uh, you have the money, you should be getting meat from there, not that, you know, factory farm meat. Yeah. Yep. Well, they, the factory farms have the conditions they do because that creates the demand for the drugs. Mm-hmm. So there's no re- you know, there's no real huge benefit from packing chickens on top of each other and all that. It's just that well, if you do that, then they you need all these steroids and antibiotics and things, and then even on the crops, a lot of these pesticides and stuff are because of these Monsanto monstrosity seeds and things. And it's an indirect subsidy for big pharma through the farm subsidies because like okay, they're getting paid by the government, and then they got to put a portion of that into all these. Um, drugs and pesticides and steroids and antibiotics in order to make it operate and they don't do that they don't get as large of a subsidy 
And so they're essentially just subsidizing big pharma through farm subsidies. And it ends up with a product of these mystery meats and mist, like just gar anything you have to open the package. In fact, we didn't experiment. It, normally fruit, fruits, fruit, bananas are healthy, whatever, but not if you're getting it out of uh, on an airplane or like a college campus or any of these like mass contracts. Uh, because if you take a regular banana and put it out for three days, it'll rot. It'll turn brown, black. Go get a banana from any of you at school right now. Go to your university center, wherever you call like your big cafeteria, and just grab some fruit. See how long it takes before it turns black. Because it can sit there for weeks and it's still yellow. What are they doing to the they put There's a hormone called oxen that fruit actually shares on the outside. So that's why like grapes and bananas, things that are bundled, will share it with each other to help ripen. So they all ripen essentially at the same time. So if you want your fruit to last longer, you can separate your bananas. I don't expect anybody to sit there and separate grapes, but like you can separate it. It'll last longer, but just eat it. But the stuff you can get from university, any of you can test this. Go get one from a store and go get one from your university cafe or whatever. See how long it takes it to turn black. They'll just sit there and say the same thing with like a, God forbid, like a McDonald's French fry. You could lose one in the backseat of your car or something yeah. and find it years later. It's still there. Like not McDonald's even decayed. fries are horrible. That's, not food. Not food. You know, it's yeah. not potatoes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think all this food is probably a big part of our health problems in the U.S. There's so many health problems. And it's like majority of it's probably our diet i mean also people aren't working out they're stationary but all this food is just uh mm -hmm. and even like some of the meats like you're saying it's like not they're putting all the all the hormones in it the chemicals that's why it's so important people you know don't get stuff from factory farms and don't get those meats the milk too, packages yeah. and yeah and the milks and unfortunately it's so much food so it's it is a lot of work to pay attention what to eat and you know it can be more costly but it's definitely worth people educating themselves it's just trade-offs it's, right? it's funny to me because uh americans typical like gym science or whatever they have like oh you know what you need grass-fed organic this and this and you can go here and you can do that like they, they all have this sort of almost like a like a class like a course they took on it from all this information they've been sharing on their own as a way of like how do you survive you know avoiding all the booby traps in the grocery store here no one knows about that stuff because all the food is healthy. Yeah. So just go buy things and eat it it's not a problem yeah, like rice, they don't fish, worry about vegetables it. like just healthy stuff here they try telling you like, oh, white rice is bad. But then you look, it's like the staple of pretty much all the Asian diets and look how healthy they are. Yeah. I, I If someone tells you rice is bad, I'm like, no, it isn't. Yeah, no, I mean, there was that big push how much you don't eat white rice for a while. And yeah, maybe too much of it, but it's clearly, you can look at all the people from around the world eating it and being healthy and they're trying to tell us not to eat it. And it's like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to look at, see how they look and see how my body feels off it. That's the thing. I pay attention. Do I feel good when I eat something? Yeah, I look at people like I look at someone that like looks like you and I go, I'll, I think I'll listen to that guy over Rachel Levine, yeah, right. <laughs> who's just some fat slob in a dress telling me what's healthy. I'm like, I, well, you're not following your own advice or your advice is wrong. They had stuff. We heard it in school, like uh, the food pyramid, which ought to be just be flipped upside down. It comes from the Department of Agriculture. Oh, yeah. It's not from yeah, like so, dietitians yeah. or anything. It's, 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 it's completely wrong. Where the money is, just like the whole COVID thing. I think big pharma gets money. Level. Big ag gets money. Mm. Big medicine gets money. The government gets fat, docile, weak citizens, and you get yeah. sick. And, and we get, so that, you know, uh, 
Just eat clean, right? Man, will you cool it with the anti-Semitism? <laughs> yeah, just eat, yeah, right? Just eat clean, clean fruits and vegetables and meats, whatever. Jake, I wanted to ask Man, you. Why you don't you just throw up a, a Roman salute next time? Oh, what was that? <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> no, I, you're right. All that, like, oh. it's a profiteering ring, and yeah. getting you sick, fat, and docile is a benefit for the state. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was just asking Jake if he does the raw milk thing. Uh, not really. I don't drink that much milk, to be honest. I do a lot of eggs and stuff, but yeah. I, maybe I should try the raw milk. I haven't done that. I like it. I I got a guy just literally a few minutes down the street here, kind of rural right now, and he he's he's got uh, raw grass fed milk from his cows. But yeah. uh, there's another place not too far where we. My, it's good for your brain. Yeah, I'll look somewhere to. I like I'm in Las Vegas. I should see somewhere to find that out there because if I could go get some fresh raw milk, I would definitely be down. Yeah. If anybody, I encourage anybody. If you can afford it, just I'll reiterate what Jake says. Go buy a local beef. You know, mm -hmm. half a cow, a quarter cow, or a pig, or whatever buy something local organically raised you yeah. know fresh fruits and vegetables just eat clean i started eating clean about two years ago i was getting a little portly uh and um and i started learning about nutrition and i i dropped all i just started eating clean and i dropped all the weight i'm not nice and lean and fit now and yeah. i eat a lot I eat of it's what you drink you know? too yeah. like try to avoid the corn syrup and um yes. and the beer oh yeah you know I don't think people realize how much better they feel once they do it, you know, because you get used yeah. to feeling like shit, you know, you're tired, you're sluggish all the time. But once you start, you know, feeling better, eating good, exercising, yeah. you feel so much better. You're like, wait, what was I doing to myself? Man, he yeah. sounds like Nazi propaganda right now. <laughs> Fascist, I mean, right? right? Body. Jim, Jim. No, no, I'm not like I'm being facetious, of course, but that sarcasm is not that far off the mark because there are now trying to say stuff like, the signs of a white supremacist, things like, do you go to the gym? Are you on time? That's the hallmark. They use that word hallmark. The hallmark of a white supremacist. <laughs> Having your life together. It, it, right. Heaven forbid you have your life together. I mean, again, it goes to this fat, weak, docile citizen that can't push back. Well, you live with your you kids. Sovereign. Yeah, they That's don't want true. you sovereign. They don't want you to be able to push back, have any energy control over your life. They don't want any of that. They want subjects that they can just... You know, rule from their prisons and they want you in a job where they can get you fired for saying the wrong thing that's you know yeah. it's a good thing to be self-employed you can get it you can talk a little shit with with getting away with it yeah to a degree they make it difficult for me <laughs> <but> yeah, like, <laughs> twitter's everything getting monetized on that it's like dude this is potentially like a regular like a regular like sort of normal job extra just from doing what i was doing anyway yeah, I know it's pretty crazy getting, you know, decent little paydays for just, I was already tweeting, talking shit anyways. So now for the on top of it, that's great. <laughs> I'm like, this is what other people have been having the whole time. Because <laughs> some of that YouTube rev, it's ridiculous. Influencers are becoming millionaires and you don't have to put like the research I've done on Numec or anything. It's just, just, you know, entertain people, whatever they could make bank. But if you have the wrong opinions, according to the ADL, you don't get to participate in that. You're not in there. Hey, I got to take off. Uh, I got to bounce out of here. You got to go to the but gym, don't you? <laughs> That's stuff to do. But, you know, it was great, uh, great chatting. So He's like, you got to go to talk with you, Jake. If you choke people for a living, they can't cancel you. <laughs> right. so that, that's the one good thing. And and thankfully, I mean, I'm not with the UFC anymore, but Dana White's been so far pretty good about not cutting people and dropping them. I don't think he's cut anyone for the politics, at least not that I know of. Actually, maybe one person, but. For the most part, he's pretty good. He's pretty based on that. They came at him with some accusations. And somebody's racist, whatever. He's like, 
go fuck yourself. He was like, who? No, he didn't. <laughs> he was like, the whatever. Been good. By far the best. And then he didn't punch him in the face later. Whatever. Like, we'll resolve it in the ring. Yo, he's, so. he's in pretty vase. So, all right, man. Jake, it was good. good having you on. I'll, I'll catch you, up with you on Twitter. Cool. Sam, I think I'm going to end this here, too. I got some right, stuff man. to do. I have to go to the gym. So, uh, Guys, do your push-ups. Let me see if there's any shackle chats before I show uh, this. Let's see. Before, yeah, before the smallpox blankets are delivered. Let's see. Hex, not Hexkin Tony 75 says, fuck Lincoln. <laughs> I love all the anti-Lincoln. I got a shirt with that. And then I think we're good. We got entropy. We got all these things. Well, everybody go find me on Gab, Sam Parker Senate on Gab, Sam Parker Center, on the same as Twitter. You can find me on both. And let's let's do this thing. Let's ban the ADL, and let's, you know, onward and upward. Yep, and he left already, but just type in Jake Shields on Twitter, at his Twitter. I think that's his only social media. He had, he had Him and Reed Coverdale are some of my favorites to follow, just with the, the, the amount of base, like, oh, oh, another one, you know. Well, they're really kicking yeah. ass on Twitter. They got black belts on Twitter or something, but or Xwando. We'll call it Xwando. Good tweeters. <laughs> Fuck the ADL. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks, Ryan. Thank, oh, thank you, Sam. I, I heard you before it cut off the audio. We will see you. Peace. There is no counter narrative. Yeah. I mean, the, the media is universally controlled by the same people who control your governments, control the financial markets, and entertainment. Uh, they are all part of the same class, and they are committed to this sort of Trotskyite vision of the world where there's perpetual revolutionary war to advance their aims. This is truth of the matter is none of us share their aims. We're not interested in homogenizing the world and turning it, turning it into some sort of Sovietized entity. I mean, a lot of people talk about these leaders as fascists. I think that's very misleading. Uh, I think, in fact, you're talking about this uh, Trotskyite mentality that says we're going to erase borders. We're going to destroy yeah. national identity. We're going to eliminate individual cultures. We're going to forcibly homogenize the world. That's the best way I can put it. But as long as you have a media <clears throat> that is 100% on board with these aims, how do you get it? How do you get an alternative uh, view of the world? You've got to go search for it.